up. It was very <laughs> weird. <laughs> but it was like, why are you so overreacting to like the sum of all? It's a great movie. It's one actually. It's I like it. I really. It's entertaining. That was actually Jeff <laughs> that called it. it was- <laughs> <laughs> mentioned something uh jason the other day you were kind of reflecting on and i don't know if you were thinking about your time at best buy but you missed made some was it a video ipod reference but i was thinking more because you were what wilson's leather right when you moved to uh to many journey shoes oh journey so i worked right. at okay. journeys and then i went okay. to wilson's to okay. make another 45 cents an hour nice great <laughs> Right. And then people are like, would you buy a leather jacket? And I go, I'm not really a leather jacket guy. <laughs> yeah. And I remember. But you had fun there. Yeah, it was it was different. Okay. You could tell who leather jacket person was just because they always, they almost always came in smelling like cigarettes okay. um, and not like classy cigarettes. Okay. Like maybe when the brand originated, it was a classy cigarette company and they just kept pulling the, you know, pulling the chain and okay. smoking them as, okay. as the cigarette brand slipped and slipped in value. And they're just like, this is my brand. This is what I smoked. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting. And then they complain mm-hmm. at the cost of a full grain cowhide jacket. That was like $400 mm-hmm. ago. Right. This was an $80 jacket when I bought it in black Friday, three years ago. And you go, right, right, right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cool. You should have bought it then. <laughs> sounds like you got a sounds like you got a great deal. Why didn't you buy two? Yeah. No, no, no. They didn't buy it, and so uh, they were know, lamenting they the fact that they missed it. Mm. Correct, and so it went from eighty dollars to four hundred dollars. But it's mm. it's they're, they're totally different, you know. And, and that's the thing with with any sort of clothing or attire. Yeah. Every shirt is different. Even if you get them off of the same, you know, rack back to back, there's, there's slight differences. Sure. And so trying to explain that when you're making uh, $7 and 45 cents an hour, I don't yeah. know. Didn't you work in an offshoot of Wilson's leather? Like it wasn't even a full store. So I did work at the full store okay. and then I was recruited to work at an accessory store nice. where they were working the premium goods line of wallets, mm. handbags, okay, gloves, like okay. all high end, you know, okay. high end. Are they private label or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was yeah, private own, label. It's internal, yeah. Wilson. Okay. At the um, time, and, and they're again, not in the business anymore, right? Was, I think. Or? I don't believe so. I don't believe okay. so. Who would have thought a complete mall store with leather goods? you know, would be able to survive uh, PETA, right? I, I knew it wasn't, especially, you know, when it came to, are these ethically sourced cowhides? Right. Define ethical because mm. <laughs> they're sourced, right? And, and so yeah. that's kind of the only things you look back at things that don't exist now that did then that were still like, you know, oh, this is still really classy to have a leather jacket. And I don't know. Like, have you ever been intimidated by anyone wearing a leather jacket in the last 15 years? And don't say Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's the only guy. <laughs> well, tell, talk iPods. What were you? You, you, you mentioned something. Oh, with yeah. yeah. So the other day. retail, so, you know, chain, you, you spend uh, years selling, regardless of whether it's shoes, 
like, you know, leather jackets, right. accessories. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, man, I'm going to go work at target for a while. And then I realized I just kind of want to sell. And uh, okay. I ended up getting a job at Best Buy, okay. um, which is phenomenal. Um, and it was the black Friday that, uh, the iPod video came out, right? So Apple, okay. you know, fall time, they would sort of hold stock and wait until black Friday, which right. is the Friday after Thanksgiving. And I remember that weekend, you know, the hustle and bustle of it all that like Saturday, we had a couple extra ones that had come in and it was right when the iPod video had come out. And okay. high, highest capacity iPod that you could get at the time was a 30 gig iPod video um, okay. that we had in stock. So mm. a guy comes in and he was there and I didn't like, I approached him. I walked up, there was the display and I walked up kind of behind him and said, Hey, how are you doing today? And uh, they said, Oh, we're fine. We're fine. We're, you know, we're just, we're just getting, uh, um, getting understanding of the iPod, uh, of the iPods that you guys have. And mm. uh, I want to get one because I'm huge in audio books and, yeah, I was just, you know, one track mind, focus, focus, focus. And I went, oh, yeah, well, we have this in stock. We have this in stock. Um, we actually have an iPod video, uh, which is brand new, and it's 30 gig capacity. Um, and the good thing is, is obviously you can play, you know, video on it. It's really cool. You should check right. it out. Again, the whole time I'm looking at the display and I like I glance over and I see, you know, something kind of low uh, in my line of sight, but I didn't. I didn't like put two and two together. I was just trying to open the case and, um, oh my gosh. And I I'm a little bit concerned about where I, this is going. <laughs> well, I grabbed the iPod video out and I go to hand the person, the box, the gentleman that was talking mm -hmm. and the daughter's hand goes to grab it. And I go, Oh no, no, I, I want him to see it. And, uh, she's like, well, he can't see. And I went, what? And I looked and I kind of <laughs> did the toes up. And I saw a red tipped cane and I went oh. slowly up and he was holding the cane. And he, as I, as I trail up, he started to smirk and I went, Oh my God, <laughs> I am so sorry. And he laughed and he said, you know, it's okay. Even though you wanted me to see it, I probably wouldn't be able to. And I went, <laughs> all right. And the daughter was trying not to laugh. And I okay. said, and I was red faced at this point. <laughs> sure. And, and I said, um, so, uh, how many audiobooks do you listen to? And he said a lot. <laughs> and so I'm still trying to sell the capacity right. of a 30 gig iPod video okay. to a blind okay. man. Right? right. And the daughter's just like, uh, uh, that's do we cool. have anything that's like less? And I was like, well, we have the iPod mini, but it's eight gig and, I mean, it's up to you, whatever you want to do. I was like, I, I wish I could give you a discount. I'm just totally like caught off guard here. And oh, they're like, well, how much is it? And I said, well, it's $300. And he said, for all your effort, you did not make a sale today. Just, just like that. For all your effort, you did not make a sale today. And I thought in my head, you know, I wanted to crawl in a hole and just go yeah. away oh, for the rest no. of my shift. Yeah. But I had just started like an hour before. Yeah. Um, so, so kids let that be a lesson. Don't try and sell a blind man, an iPod video <laughs> and then further try and sell the capacity benefits yeah. of an iPod video yeah. because it won't make oh, a difference. Man. He won't yeah. care.
I, well, I had two things that popped out when you said that. Number one, yes. at first I thought you were going to say you looked down and he had no pants, like he was Donald Duck. <laughs> That's what I thought. Right. So, so that was that was one concern. And then the second one is, did you not try and say, well, hey, listen, I know the three hundred dollars for the video iPod, the iPod video is probably not worth it, but how about a nice Microsoft Zune for <laughs> for eighty five dollars? <laughs> that was the that was so, Microsoft's iPod, right? Yeah, okay. Zune, Zune, uh, Z U N E was uh, same capacity, if not more. Um, They had the ability to do, you know, totally uninterruptible, like lossless files at that time. So you could get higher quality. It was a much better player. But it was more expensive or less expensive? Uh, It was the same price. Uh, Okay, okay. But their whole draw was, well, if you have a Microsoft Windows computer, we can work with Microsoft and you don't need to download any additional software. Oh, that's right. So that was their draw. No iTunes. That's right. Then you try and use it and you realize the font was like 10 point Arial italic. So it was like the tiniest font that they mm. put on this. And then they did what I feel like uh, alternative level of, of background. So it was just like, too dark of a display with too light of a font. So you couldn't really make yeah. sense of it. Almost every single one of them got open box uh, brought back until we realized like, Oh, you're trying to resell personal data. So they all went back to Microsoft yeah. to get wipes oh, wow. totally clean. Wow. And the problem is, is like their, their methodology about using open source uh, music rights and these sorts of things. Right. It's a very important thing is, do you want to co- commit to, Apple audio content, or do you okay. want to commit to a different audio format that truly has, you know, uh, no barriers and right. they were kind of ahead of the curve, but they missed it on uh, internet radio. And then mm. what helped like further demise, it was Sirius XM merging right. and giving away their stuff. I mean, it was weird about that particular time period, like 2005 through 2010, 2011, mm. Because you don't think about all these things that were decided kind of for us because we just, you know, we just didn't control it anymore. Like CDs died during that time. I had a Zoom. (laughs) I knew. See, I knew Jason. I was watching. I was watching the wheels turning and I'm thinking there's one person on this call who I know had a Zoom or a Zoom like device. No, I was I was a happy owner. I was yeah. a happy Zoom owner. I owned it for years and I actually that's how that's how I got into podcasts as, as well actually. So Is it? Okay. Through Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Um and then Zoom also had built-in games and it also okay. had an FM radio. So it was really like a media player for all okay. sorts, but at the same time it's like you can get the same functionality with the cell phone now and right. even cell phone with FM radios, but th- there's that whole ecosystem that Jason's talking about like now that everybody's streaming, it's, you know, can you play the app that streams it? And right. now that obviously with the capacity not being a factor, you know, and you can have basically unlimited stuff in the cloud. I'm still a physical media person. We even talked yesterday, I think, Jeff, or yeah. uh, last week about, yeah. you know, the the rise of both DVDs and also CDs. Um, right. Kind of making physical media is making a return, not, not just with vinyl, but yeah. they, they say at Walmart, 
and I'm using Walmart as the big retailer, but they say, sure. Hey, like we're, we're getting rid of physical media at Best Buy or whatever, but yeah. Walmart still has like a pretty prominent vinyl. It's locked, you know, for whatever stupid oh, vinyl. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the, uh, the indoor swimming pool full of uh, $3 DVDs that, <laughs> that, that you're like, Hey, listen, if you fall in, you better you better call out yeah. for help or have a whistle because or maybe they have a lifeguard. <laughs> I don't want to watch Ernest Saves Christmas and meet Joe Black. Right. I don't I don't want to watch Michael starring John Travolta. It's a terrible movie. <laughs> Who's the chucklehead that goes to Walmart on a Black Friday sale? You know how you're supposed to put your hand on it and that's like your way of claiming that you're gonna get like the ninety eight dollar TV or like okay. the the lawnmower but right. some goofball is like just hovering over that three dollar pool of dvds and like right. i want that copy of like mike or whatever you know right. it's like no you don't <laughs> you yeah. don't really want that. hold on a second as far as uh child rapper uh starring <laughs> uh starring movies okay like mike is probably not the worst one right it's really not it's really not Bow Wow is pretty good. He's a, he's actually a very decent actor. Didn't, well, he was good. I liked him in Tokyo Drift. Uh, I, thought I thought he, he was did okay with that Tokyo one. Drift. But yeah. Didn't Masterpiece Kid Romeo? Didn't he make a movie too? I think. You, you I know, think I, I didn't watch that many movies with children as an adult, Jeff. So, well, I'm not watching. <laughs> I'm just saying that happened when we were kids. I think, right? I don't. Uh, know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, okay. yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pivoting a little bit, but we used to get um, big family nights, uh, you know, for for Blockbuster when I used okay. to work there. My my retail uh, horror story is not as I wouldn't say as as interesting. Okay. But it, is this a Blockbuster thing or or this or... is a Blockbuster thing? It's oh, a, okay. you know it's okay. a Friday night, and I'm uh, you know an assistant manager. Jason, you might have heard this story before, but um, you know everything is basically operating just the same. And what I wasn't prepared for was the Suburban that basically crashed into the store at like 6 p.m. Yeah. on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> what happened? Hold on a second. I almost did a spit take there. Yeah. We're just minding our own business. You know, just maybe rewinding tapes and stuff at the front or... or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have tapes just, or did you have DVDs? Tapes, DVD. We were rewinding DVDs as well. So um, we have I a don't... DVD rewinder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jason, I don't think that exists, by the way. That doesn't exist, right? There. Actually, it does. You can buy a DVD rewinder. It just spins the DVD. It's pretty funny. Um, it, it's a real thing. Too Christmas. I mean, holiday present. Get ready. So it's a Friday night, and yep. you know, maybe quarter to six, and we have a line. It's very busy. And I just brought somebody back from break because they were kind of in the back, like kind of break desk. Which is, if you remember Blockbusters config, it's like there, there's a desk where you can sit to take your breaks rather than right. go outside. But you can see that, like, hey, it's busy. Maybe you shouldn't be on break. So this person came off of break. They're checking out all three registers you're occupied. What year is this, by the way? 2003, maybe. Okay. So you're furiously renting copies of From Justin to Kelly, right? Yeah. And the sum of all fears. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Awesome. With uh, Ben (laughs) Ben Affleck. Awesome. Okay. Along came a spider web. This is another Morgan Freeman movie. You might want to watch. Actually, side note on some of all fears, there was that program of Blockbuster having it guaranteed in stock or it's free, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And so it's essentially like it's a it's a it's a voucher program. So if you came in and the some of all fears was out, you get a voucher for a free copy. We had 30 copies on VHS or DVD or something. Okay. And somebody called ahead saying, do you have some of all fears? 
And uh, we were like, no, I don't think so. And we ran over to the shelf to figure out if it's there. And then when it wasn't there, they made like the highest pitch, like disappointed noise. It was like, ah, it was very <laughs> weird. <laughs> but it was like, why are you so overreacting to like the sum of all fears? It's a great movie. It's one actually, it's, it's, I like it. I really, it's entertaining. Um, yeah. Yeah. I like it, but I wouldn't let out. That a, was actually Jeff. That yeah. called. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we like we walked over. We walked over and and like you said you had it before and and then we realized we didn't have it. And he goes, ah. I was like, um, do you? What? Would you like a voucher? <laughs> no. Do you still have a box of snow caps that have been sitting on the shelf for six years? I used to eat, I used to eat snow caps. I'm, yeah. so I'm not sure. Good. I'm sure. That's my dinner. You had to mark them down because to Jason's point. <laughs> Even though they have an eight-year shelf life, they've been there nine yeah. years. So. They're so good. They're All so right. good. So you're munching on snow caps. You're checking out copies of some of all fears. And yeah. what happens? The one, the one note to make prior to this is um, when when stuff goes like bad or expires, you're supposed to like d- delete it from the inventory. So I had a crate of old orange juice, kind of like a half crate, like wedged right where the the the, the front desk was, basically. So, or that right under the was. right under the mainframe PC that you <laughs> yeah, it was, it was close to the, yeah it, so it, it was off to the side yeah yeah you've got orange juice cooking under the the super hot computer that <laughs> yep. is that is running the blockbuster video checkout system yeah, it's okay yeah not a big deal so it's um, already expired and you're you're expiring it further awesome. he grabbed he grabbed okay. one and gave it to Matt. That's what made Matt so sick that one time. Oh yeah, the, the <laughs> orange juice popcorn. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it, well, it would make sense. That's the ingredients of Blockbuster, but it was right by the desk, basically. And okay. I was at the main terminal next to the desk. Without okay. warning, all we heard was this like huge crash, and okay. it was the side. It was the side like wall window, like big, like humongous, ten foot tall window panel. Okay. Um, and it was a suburban that basically crashed into what we thought was the building, but eventually became like there was a there was a metal rack with, if you remember, Blockbuster Music. We relocated that rack over to the corner because oh, Blockbuster right. Music at that point was defunct. Right, right. Uh, so anyway, this 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 again, like this thing comes in and then this break uh, desk panel starts kind of flying toward me. I okay. mean, not necessarily, it wasn't leaving the ground, but it was like sliding, like it was going to hit me. And okay. guess what? It bumped up against that crate of expired orange juice. And so it didn't completely like wallop or pancake me. Did you say waffle or pancake you? Wall, wallop. Oh, wallop. wallop. I thought you said it yeah. waffle or pancake you. Okay. Yeah. Waffle. It didn't wall. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the reason I know this is because we saw the security video and mm. so the security video and it was frame by frame, but it wasn't like a full frame. Like you couldn't okay. see the whole, you know, it was like, it was like stop motion kind of uh, yeah. animation. I see. And, and you could see me like turn and see what was happening. And then I could see the wall coming toward me. And then you just see me like, I, instead of stepping out of the way, all I did was like, crouch down <laughs> like i don't know why i didn't step out of the way but it was like oh my gosh this wall's coming toward me a vehicle is driving into my store and i was like basically. yeah well when you saw those copies of that's what i call music one yes. right because this yes. is 2003 yes when those cds come flying at you that's why you ducked it was it was actually full of plushies now because the music was gone so all the uh, toys we had relocated 
like for some inexplicably over on that rack. So, you know, a few seconds later, I walk over and I'm like, what is going on? Like the, mm. the chaos, like the power had kind of pulsed oh, and right. like a, somebody else called 911. And then okay. like the person who had driven in huh. was trying to back up their car. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, we, we found out later the reason why they drove in was because they were this is going to sound goofy, but they were driving with a cast on their foot and they couldn't, they couldn't move their foot over to the, to the brake. <laughs> Hold on a second. Oh, so they're driving in 03, a Suburban was like yeah. one of the biggest vehicles on the road, right? Yeah. And so they're driving one of the largest vehicles on the road with a cast on their foot. And they said, yeah, this seems reasonable. Let's, let's drive yes. around in public. Wow. Yeah. And there okay. was a, and the, the handicap spot was directly in front of like, where, and the, not a ramp, but it's like an mm -hmm. incline. So okay. it was essentially, there's no curb to block a car from coming in. Basically there were no, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it was essentially just an accident waiting to happen, but here's the funniest thing. This okay. is the most hilarious thing. Like a minute or two after all this happened, the sirens yeah. are going off. Right. Let's just say our power is down. I'm pretty sure like the computer power is down. Right. People are still waiting in line with their movies. People right. are like, I would still like to check out. <laughs> like, yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, we're done. We're done for yeah. the night. We're, you got to go. Yeah. And it's like Milton waiting for cake in, uh, in office space, right? They're just, oh they're gosh. oblivious to what else is going on. Now he's okay. I could rent the sum of all fears. <laughs> I'd like Dogma. Can you yeah. give me Dogma? Hey, that's a great movie. I wish Dogma was streaming. It's a great right. movie. That's one of my favorites. But that's the type of person that would totally it'd be there yeah. or yeah. like um, the one desperately waiting for, uh, oh, what's another movie? Like The Never Ending Story 2. reminded me of something with the Suburban hitting the store. Um, I'm appraising cars and, mm -hmm. you know, when you get in a stranger's car, if they don't tell you that something is wrong with it, you know, you're just along for the ride. A, a quick a quick aside is, you know, you get in the habit, if you do something at work, whether it's retail, restaurant, otherwise, you just build the habits, right? Because you do the same things again and again and again, so you're used to it. So yeah. Jason, I'm sure you could do a lot of the stuff, uh, whether it was Best Buy or Target or Wilson's, or journeys, you could kind of do that stuff almost uh, mindlessly because you were you're in that in that rhythm. It's the mm -hmm. same reason why you you promoted the video iPod to the man who had no visual uh, uh, ability to discern yeah. what was on the screen. Uh, yeah. James, you you uh, pushing uh, expired orange juice on people, which was saved just, my life. Yeah, yeah, but that was that was just a routine for you, and so it's the same thing yeah. when I was appraising cars. Is you get in cars and and so you don't pay attention and so uh, one scary ish moment was I got in a car it's like uh, eight thirty at night you know and it's dark and um, while I'm on the test drive I look up and I about veered the car off the side of the road because <laughs> the person had an oversized think like the biggest prize at a carnival. Uh, novelty stuffed gorilla in the back seat, but, but I didn't notice it. Like I open the door and I get in and I start to drive. And I'm driving and I look in the rearview mirror and I was like, <laughs> because I thought there was a gorilla in the back seat. Yeah, there wasn't. it was a stuffed gorilla, but you know that startled me. Yeah, but the one that's related most to the suburban. So I'm driving this customer's car. 
and it was some kind of to use uh, you know some kind of Oldsmobile Buick to use a, a Fletch mm-hmm. reference. And on the test drive, you know, we'd take it on at least a one mile test drive, made sure the odometer turned, engine transmission, mm-hmm. et cetera, all that stuff worked. Well, during the test drive, I noticed the brake pedal was a little soft. And mm. again, it's a stranger's car. They didn't say anything about the brakes. I didn't, you know, so I'm driving and I'm like, well, that's a little bit soft. Okay. So then I go, I get done with the test drive. And this particular uh, store that I was at, the parking lot was actually sunken in versus where the street was. So think like, you know, how you'll have a road and maybe, you know, there's a sidewalk and then there's a little like berm and a couple of feet lower is the, is the parking lot, right? It's yeah. just the way that that was built or whatever. So I finished the test drive and I'm whipping the car right into the front spot, like <laughs> right there in front of the front door. Oh no. And as I whip the car into the front spot, cause again, it's just habit. It's routine, right? It's muscle memory. As I whip yeah. the car into the front spot and go to hit the brakes, uh, the brake pedal goes flat to the floor. Boom. I hit the berm. <laughs> So, uh, so the brakes failed. So I hit the berm, boom. And so I'm like, oh, yikes. Well, <laughs> if you think about it, now the car is not, and I didn't crush the front end, um, but the bumper sustained some damage for sure. Yeah. But now I need to back it off of that little berm. Uh-huh. Okay. Now you might be thinking, uh, you know, at home, Hey, Jeff, the brakes don't work. Well, that's not what I thought of because I just need to take the car off the berm. So I put the car in reverse and I go to back it up. Boom. I hit the light pole behind me because remember the brakes don't work. So, so if the brakes don't work going forward, the brakes also don't work going backwards. So not only did I damage the bumper and the passenger fender, but I also damaged the passenger quarter panel because oh, no. that spot that I pulled into directly behind it was a light pole with, and not like, Hey, it's this little light pole. No, it's a big ass commercial light pole yeah. with that huge, yeah. you know, uh, cylinder base. And yeah. so now, now I've not only smashed the front, smashed the back and, done this all within full view of the showroom yeah, and yeah. all of the associates watching everything that's happened. Uh, and then I'm like, holy smokes. So then in a moment of clarity, I say, wait a minute, Jeff, if the brakes don't work, the e-brake should work. So I, this time with my foot on the e-brake, back the car away from the pole and was able mm-hmm. to use the e-brake to pull it forward into a spot. At which point, you know, and I was okay. I mean, my pride was hurt, obviously. Yeah. And the car was kind of jacked up. But at that point, I got one of the the guys that I worked with and we went and talked to the customer and it's like, well, hey, you know, did you notice anything about your brakes? Well, yeah, they've been kind of soft, but we didn't really think, you know, they're a little bit iffy. (laughs) Hey, um, (laughs) we would have appreciated if you if you had told us that the brakes were iffy before we took it on a test drive. Yep. So we made it right with the customer. And, and effectively at that time, we appraised the car as if there was no damage oh. and that the brakes were fine. Cause that was, you know, that's the right thing to do. And the car to be fair, wasn't ultra expensive. You know, it was a multi-thousand dollar car, but it wasn't like it mm-hmm. was a $50,000 car. It may have been a, 
a $3,000 car or a $4,000 car. And so, um, you know, it was the right thing to do for the customer in spite of them not uh, disclosing, yeah, the brakes were soft, but yeah, you, you talk about a humbling experience, you know, <laughs> hitting the berm as I whipped it into the spot. That was humbling. But then what really knocked me in the head was backing into the light pole because, again, oh, I forgot that the brakes didn't work. Do you check now that the brakes like, you know, like when you rent a car or whatever, are you are you always checking to make sure that, oh, it, all those work? You're right. I probably after that would have been more aware of of brakes. Um, and certainly I would say some of those situations learning from that experience, Hey, I may not take the car out of the parking lot if it's above a certain age or whatever. Um, but you know, I think, I think in that environment, um, my goal was to appraise as many cars as I could and Mm. give the customers the best offers I could and all that stuff. And so, you know, you, you can't, you can't let one situation like that keep you you know, from, from doing your job. Um, and, and, you know, so I, I think there's a balance there. Neither one of you guys did food service, right? I did. Oh, what did you, what did you do, James? Food service? I worked at Marie Callender's for summer. Really? Well, in the, in, in Silicon Valley, in the Bay Area. Yes, it was in Silicon Valley. <laughs> Actually, hold on a minute, sir. Can yeah. I get you an apple pie, or yes. would you like the crusted apple pie? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had yeah. I had most of it down in the first week. Yeah. But then you know I think it was mostly just you know it becomes a personality job, and I at that time you know I'm 18 years old, so of course I had not just a personality, but I felt like a. a kind of a, a winning personality at that. Well, so you, you still have a personality. Yeah, but I don't think I have the temerity to do food service. I mean, I did work also at Caribou, so that counts. Um, but I can't work at Caribou anymore because they have a pretty strict no call, no show policy. If you don't, if you do it three times, then they'll just permanent, uh, they'll permaban you basically. I worked at the one at the airport actually. Um, and then they moved oh, me to the right. other terminal. I remember. Yeah, it was pre-security. And then I was okay. like, oh, I, I, I kind of, what's weird is like, they're basically saying to me, Hey, like you can save time. And like, you know, it's a lot more convenient to get to work because you don't have to go through the hassle of like getting, you know, airport security, which was also like, even at that point easy, but you know, there's a, a level of, of strenuousness to trying to get through that at like four forty-five in the morning, basically. Right. Cause I worked the graveyard shift on weekends. Um, but I, I was, I was loyal to the manager and I said, yeah. no, I'm not going to work there. And I just no call, no showed for three times. And I love caribou, like the animal or caribou coffee. Oh, so oh, Minnesota, okay, okay. it's the, okay. yeah, it's the, it's the coffee. So a lot of people swear by Duncan, but in the Midwest, specifically Minnesota and West okay. <laughs> it's caribou. I gotcha. And by the way, you said strenuous and temerity. Jason, I know that we've been monitoring <laughs> we've been monitoring his punniness. Um, yeah. but should we also consider if he's using a bunch of five dollar words, uh, <laughs> high high dollar vocabulary, should we should we consider tracking that to some degree? Yes. Yes, because I we can call it silicon speak because we clearly uh, don't understand. Yeah. You have yeah. been committed guilty. You've heard temerity. No, we have not. I don't even know what that means. We know. I think we know what it means. Context clues are helpful, but I don't know that we're using temerity con- uh, conversationally. Oh, no? No. 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 The biggest no. word I use is tertiary. 
Tertiary. Oh, yeah. That's a good word. That's that's, that's a, a good word. Tertiary it is totally definitely is. a but, five dollar word. But would I say it on a podcast with my brothers? <laughs> Au contraire. Oh wait, are we are we recording this? Yes. I, I don't know. Uh oh. Well, well. Great question to ask, by the way. Forty three minutes into a yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, yes, we are. We are. Uh, we are recording. Have yeah. been recording yeah. this. Yeah, did you? Did one of you hit the record <laughs> so button? I'm not going to manufacture laughter of of seeing you flying a Buick Roadmaster or an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was some kind of Oldsmobile Buick. What it what what model it was, I can't remember. Probably a LeSabre. Uh, could be a LeSabre, could be a LeSabre. Um Jeff, you did a spelling bee, didn't you? Didn't you go to regionals for spelling bee? I did win the sixth grade spelling bee at my school and I went to regionals where I lost uh spectacularly. Do you remember the word you lost on? I remember the word I won on and I remember the word I lost Ooh, on. Ooh, let's hear it. Can I take a guess? Sure. Yeah, Jason, you go. Temerity. No. <laughs> the word the word I won on was succotash. And that, oh. that to me is pretty easy. S-U-C-C-O-T-A-S-H. I mean, we didn't eat a lot of succotash at home, but that, that no. I thought was pretty okay. So then when I went to the regionals or the districts or whatever, the uh, and I may maybe made it through one or two rounds, but at that that one event that I did uh, after you know, qualifying from the school, um, the word I lost on was wonderless. And I said, wait, wonderless. And so I thought they said it, I'm going to get really podcasty here. I'm going to talk just <laughs> as if, so the word that they used was wonderlust with a T yeah. except they pronounced it wonderless. And I said, wonderless. So I said, W A N D R D E R. L E S S. That's what I said in my head, but I'm like, yeah, okay, could you repeat the word? They repeated it. Could you use it in a sentence? They use it in a sentence. And so I said, W A N D E R L E S S, wonderless, which I don't think, by the way, is a word. But, yeah. um, but they said, nope. And then the next person did it and it was W A N D E R L U S T. And in mm-hmm. my head, I'm thinking, well, Jiminy Christmas, why didn't you pronounce the T? Because if they had said wonderlust or wonderlust, yeah. You know, they, but nobody made the T sound. So anyway, so I lost. I remember the word I went out on in sixth grade. I I got fourth place. It was accountancy, but I didn't get as far as you did, Jeff. And I remember watching you actually in sixth grade. We went to a special school, not a special school, but we went to school. We didn't go to like like, X-Man school or anything like that. (laughs) Professor Xavier's school for the gifted. Yeah. And I think we stayed up really late playing like driver on the PlayStation. Do you remember this? And then also like we, um, we, we just hung out that summer, but that was also the summer I worked at Safeway <laughs> and I came home. Uh, Je- Jeff, do you know this or do you remember this story? Like, no, I don't I, remember. I, I, you don't remember this story from 23 <laughs> years ago? Why not? No, no, I don't. Um, I don't. <laughs> I, I worked at Safeway as a bagger and then okay. I, I rode my bike to and from and we lived like within walking distance, but okay. I thought I could get there faster. Just so we're on the same page. Yeah. Typically, uh items with wheels will get you there faster than than walking. Okay. And yeah. even in most cases, even faster than running. So 
it's yeah. a logical leap that you took by thinking, hey, if I ride my bike to work, regardless of how close it is, I will likely get there faster. So we got you. Yeah. I rode my bike to work one shift okay. and I didn't lock it up outside the, the, okay. the store because I hadn't done it before in the summertime and it wasn't a big deal. Right. But then when I came out to take my lunch break, I, my bike wasn't there. But because Jason was in town, I thought maybe there's the off chance that Jason like got my bike and, and okay. like walked it home or rode it around. Oh, hold on. One more one more thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, mm-hmm. if you had gone of your own volition, that's a $5 word, to <laughs> get James's bike, how likely is it that you would have walked it home or more likely <laughs> would you have gotten on it and started pedaling? James, the, the, the logical leaps that you're making or not making in many cases are astounding. The temerity that you have of, did I use the right, Jason? Yes. Um, Don't ask me. Just because I graduated from college ahead of you guys doesn't mean I actually knew anything when I graduated. (laughs) That's fair. fair. So, okay. So, James, you think, hey, maybe Jason has just borrowed my bike. Yes. And maybe it's best, I don't know, Jason, if you want to just kind of walk through what maybe the James Tornado was like. Yeah. So, I'm sitting there. I'm playing Wipeout on PlayStation. Okay, which was the futuristic sled game. Yeah. And yeah. I was locked in. It was hours of this where I'm just sitting, there, you know, two, three hours there to playing uh, uh, amazing techno music and Gravity Kills was part of it too. So, just James's <laughs> favorite at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. So, so, I'm there, super glued in, and I hear the front okay. door open and I hear, where is it? And it's like, what? Okay, all right, well, you know, I'm still playing. So I think, no, no one else was home, so it's just me. And I had shut the bedroom door, and out of nowhere. Hold on, Jason. <laughs> Jason, you were playing a video game by yourself in the house, yeah. and a strange voice comes in and screams, where is it? And you didn't get under the bed? No, no it wasn't strange voice. Oh. It was, okay. I knew it was James's voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, but the way look, the door I'm was... a grown ass man, and if someone comes into my door right now and screams, "Where is it?" I'm going to scream and get in the closet or under the bed. Okay, I'm just saying. So, All right. So I'm there, and yeah. the door was on the other side of the paper thin wall. And, okay. But but it was like okay, I heard it open. Where is it? And then I heard the door shut, and then I heard footsteps going down to the kitchen, which is just around the corner. And it was like, okay, like, what? And then quickly down the hall, and I think, James, you might have been wearing a jacket or something because it was like this weird froofy noise. And the door flies open, and he goes, where's your bike? And I was like, oh, he got this close. And I dropped the controller, and I was like, what? And he says, where's my bike? My bike? Where is it? You tell me where it is. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he said, I walk inside. My bike was was there, and now it's not there. Did you take it? Yes. Are you playing a joke on me? Are you messing around with me? That's you got to tell me. That's my mm-hmm. bike. Tell me. And I was like, what What are you talking about? And I said, hold, wow. hold on. So I, 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 st- I paused the game, and, I mean, he was just – you know, out of breath from running the two right. blocks or three I blocks right. fast. And did you finish your shift at least, or as soon as you I saw had, your bike? Was well, missing? this is the part Jason will get uh, to it. Yeah. Okay. So um, I said, "Well, I can go back and help you look for it." And he's like, right. "It's fine, it's fine. Let's go. Let's go." 
I think is what happened. Is that what happened? Did I come and help you look for it or what? Remember, like I was in a rush because I had to get back to work on, I was on a lunch break or something. Or oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, wow. I can just can't go back. Wow. If it so comes you're home, on a let break. Me know. And I'm thinking, right. what? What do you mean if it comes home, let you know? Like, yeah. it's like, not a you... lost puppy. It's not <laughs> yeah. going to write its way back out. And I think he had said, well, if dad comes home with it, then let me know. Because I'm pretty sure he's playing, he's playing, he's making a yeah. lesson out of this, is what uh-huh. James's thought was, is like dad was right. making a lesson out of it, of him wow. not locking his bike. Because I think he had talked to you before about it, right? Didn't he go there once uh-huh. and he saw it was unlocked? You should lock, you your, lock bike up your bike up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> James, didn't you also have a car stolen? So I'm seeing a, starting to see a pattern here. What yeah. modes of transportation <laughs> have you had stolen? Because I didn't lock it also, too. Like, I'm never letting you borrow car. my camper. You're <laughs> yeah. never allowed to borrow my camper. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was hilarious, though, because I couldn't, like, you know, I had to get back into work. And I was like, yeah. I ran. I remember running there and, like, I was like, I have to go. But that also is good practice. Like, the car the car driving into Blockbuster happened, like, three uh, years later. So, okay. the polar opposite reaction, instead of being overwhelmed by this, like, massive vehicle or, like, this uh, uh, insane thing happening at work, I'm like, it's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. No, you can't rent movies. You got to go. <laughs> I remember Dad came home from the bicycle incident. And yeah. I had said that, and I think he drove over there. He and I drove over there looking, and we we walked all around while you were still trying to finish your shift. And mm-hmm. obviously, someone had stolen it. There's no, yeah. there's no getting around it. Yeah. To be fair, it did have a banana seat and streamers coming off the handlebars, and a little ding ding bell. Yeah. So I mean, it, it was it was ripe for the picking. Did so. you take my Tim Belcher noise making card? What? <laughs> that was my lucky Tim Belcher well, card. Well, no, that was a no. That's a reference. That is a, that's a reference of James's bike. Wow! I sent y'all a picture of um, a bike, uh, uh, my, one of my bikes when I was a kid. Actually, Grandma, I think, took a picture in 1989. Was okay. So it would have been eight years old or whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, it's just me on a bike, and I love the cushion. Like, obviously, it's there for safety, but I love the cushion. You know, in between, so that if we were to like nosedive off of the bike or whatever um you're talking about the little pad on the handlebar bmx style and and on the bars like oh on the bar yeah bar yeah basically to, yeah. to avoid like any sort of like injury is that um, what it's called you're an avid cyclist it's called, the, it's called the nut crushing bar yeah perennium saver <laughs> hey i'll buy that domain yeah <laughs> no, no. Please don't. Please don't. Hey, jason that was a good word that's a five dollar yeah. word. No, yeah, but it's not. also very graphic. We shouldn't <laughs> exactly. be talking about that part of anatomy. <laughs> so, Jason, you never did any food service, right? No, not officially. You, you've no. you've probably gotten behind a bar too either when you're, you know, for fun or when you're working or whatever, but not, not actually bartended or, or served or anything like that. Yeah. I never got paid for it. I got yelled at because I did go behind the bar and started making drinks and I did a good job Mm. and they were not very happy that I did it. Sir, you don't even work here. What are you doing? (laughs) I did this. I was like, hold on one second. One second. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. I did that. I did that. Hold on one second. (laughs) 
<laughs> to be fair, you were just probably covering for a bartender who went outside on their smoke break, saw their bike was missing, and went running home to their younger brother to say, where is it? Where is it? It was during my my radio days. Yeah. And I was 20-ish years old. I wasn't even okay. 21 yet. Yeah. And uh, we were, it was nightclub time and whatever. Yeah. And I had known, uh, I you know, regularly be going to this to support events that we had had. Yeah. And the yeah. bartender was like, you want to come back here and try and make a drink? And I was okay. like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll try it. And then people started coming up. And so the chaos of it all was just like, it was fun to me. Yeah. Um, and then the bar manager, who was working at the other part of the nightclub, mm. had come over and seen me, this Yahoo, right. working with the person <laughs> who I'd kind of become acquaintances with sure, and was sure, like, sure. what are you doing? And that's why, that's right. why I went, hold on, hold on a second. Like I'm, I'm making drinks. Yeah. Just give me a minute. And they're like, you're not supposed to. I was like, hold yeah, on. Yeah. Give, the, give me a minute. Okay. The confidence of um, this kid. Who's, well, who's... And it was like two vodka sodas, two Jack and Cokes. Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, two, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, well, they didn't order like a long Island iced tea or Harvey wall bangers. Like yeah. That. It was, it was, it was simple. It. it was a, uh, Grab the stick, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Away you go. Okay. Yeah. Dip in the 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 rail vodka yeah. or rail whatever. Yeah. Throw them up on the bar, um, yeah. and then you know what's the name, and then I say the name to the person that was doing it. Okay. It was like five minutes, okay. But you. in that five minute time frame, for the bar manager to come over and be like, "You need to leave," and I was like, "Okay, all right, all right, fine." Yeah. <laughs> so I walked around. All right. Well, I'm gonna pull. If I can tell this in 60 seconds or less uh, on the way to on the means of I've got to leave. So okay. it's Valentine's Day. One of the restaurants I worked at, um, yeah. I go to greet this couple and I would always offer an appetizer anytime, but especially Valentine's Day, you know, let's make for a great experience, etc. So I said, hey, you know, how are you? I'm so and so. Or I said, I'm Jeff. And, uh, you know, get you started with drinks, maybe an appetizer, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we'll take this, take that. Okay, perfect. Uh, for drinks. And I said, well, how about this now? Uh, or this? I said, or even if, why don't you do like a, a side of grilled shrimp? Because it was a steakhouse. And so I could sell them just like an add-on shrimp. You know, you get like six <laughs> shrimp, very easy. And uh, the uh, wife says, yeah, that's great. And the husband says, no, I don't want that. And she goes, what? And he goes, yeah, I don't want shrimp. And she's like, okay, well, I, I still want them. And he's like, yeah, we're not going to do that. And so meanwhile, I'm frozen because I'm like, well, I'm just trying to sell you like a little appetizer of shrimp to start your Valentine's Day meal. Okay. And so I look at him and I said, I'll give you a minute. So I go back to the wait station. I'm watching oh, from man. afar. I see, um, you know, them talking. There's kind of a break in the conversation. I walk back over and they both look at me and they said, we still need another minute. I said, okay. Walk back over. The uh, discussion, as it were, got more heated to the point mm. where he got up and walked out one direction. She got up and walked out the other. <laughs> and so on that lovely Dang. note, I'm fairly certain that I broke a couple up on Valentine's Day over offering them an because, appetizer of grilled shrimp. Oh, my and gosh. So, yeah. And they left, you know, and I was like, well, I'm never going to offer shrimp to a couple again. So wow. let, let that be a lesson for you guys. Offering shrimp to someone who doesn't want it or who one part of the couple doesn't want it can be divisive. Yeah. So just buy the shrimp bozo. Well, that's what I, that's what I thought, man. It's, What's it's wrong with you. And it was like five 99. Cause you know, it wasn't like a full grilled shrimp appetizer. It was just like the add on that you would put on the steak. I'm like, 
man, it's six bucks. Like I almost yeah. wanted to buy her the shrimp, but I was like, well, that seems that seems inappropriate to buy some strange woman shrimp on Valentine's You're Day. You're letting him buy you the shrimp instead of letting me buy you the shrimp. <laughs> Maybe they just go to uh, restaurants on Valentine's Day to fake breaking up with each other. And <laughs> Jeff, you were just a prawn in their game, so... Oh, Jiminy Christmas. <laughs> Jason, I know we've talked about it. We need to start establishing a penalty. The prawn, need, that's worth at least, yeah. well, James, we're charging, we're going to charge you $5 to charity for the prawn in their game. That's worth oh, five man. bucks. Yeah. I, all right. I'm done with that. I, I don't have anything else to add other than, uh, well, you know, maybe this is a, this is, maybe this is a tailing thought. But, oh, wait, um, oh, well, you're getting a penalty too for that. Yeah, yeah, come on. That's, uh, <laughs> well, actually, we'll give you your first one as a warning, but next time yeah. it's going to be five bucks to charity. Yeesh. So. 